Town Garden Club, and another to serve as chairman of the board of the old and prestigious Peninsula Day School, made her feel like this truly was their home. Their real home. She smiled even as she panted. She and Jackson, two country bumpkins from Meggett, South Carolina, were somehow making their way into Charleston society. Who'd have ever thunk it? But that wasn't even the primary goal for Jackson, who was the sharpest, most focused man Mary Lynn had ever known. The real goal for him, and he had written it down and asked her to put it in her jewelry box in an envelope marked Family Mission Statement, was to give their three girls the life he and Mary Lynn never had. This meant a top-rate education, exposure and immersion in the fine arts, and frequent opportunities to see the big wide world beyond the Carolina Low Country, or the United States for that matter. Not just education, baby, cultivation, he would say as they lay side by side in their four-poster antique bed purchased on King Street for a pretty penny. Jackson resting some classic novel he should have read in high school on his chest. Then Mary Lynn would look up from the Post and Courier or Southern Living, or lately the little black leather Bible Scotty had given her after the birthday luncheon meltdown, and smile. Every time Mary Lynn and Jackson discussed their children, she had an image of her husband tilling the soil of their daughter's minds and dropping down the little seeds like he did every spring growing up on his daddy's farm. Just like the tomatoes, darling, he'd say in his exaggerated country accent. Only now it is little intellects that will one day be big as cantaloupes. A pretty lofty mission, but a worthy one, Marilyn supposed though sometimes she grew nervous that he rode the girls too hard with their schoolwork and overscheduled them with extracurricular activities, string lessons, writing workshops, ballet, and foreign language. They sure didn't have much time to lollygag or linger or strike out on an adventure as she had as a child, roaming the cornfields on her uncle's farm, climbing trees, building forts, or spending the night in a sleeping bag beneath a blanket of stars. Despite her mama's missteps and mean old Mrs. Gustafson, who made sure the whole town knew every little detail about them, Mary Lynn had a sanctuary on her uncle's farm. Much of her childhood, she was ignorantly blissful of all the trouble and the gossip that surrounded her family, as she played hide-and-seek in the corn husks with her mama, running fast through the papery leaves that gently slapped her face. Then, crouching down as she heard the sweet voice of her only parent call, Ready or not, here I come. But Mary Lynn had to acknowledge the fruit of Jackson's labors. Thanks to his staying after them, the girls were well on their way to mastering a stringed instrument, and they could carry on a conversation, and for their oldest, read a novel, in French and Spanish. Imagine... Who would have guessed the upward turn their lives would take after Jackson's daddy's death revealed the little real estate gems up and down the South Carolina coast he had inherited from a great uncle? The timing was right, and Jackson had been shrewd. He turned to Mark Waters, who showed him just how to go about it. 
This was in the early 90s, well before the economic downturn, and Jackson sold each piece of property for five and even ten times what his great-uncle had paid for it. Then he bought more land, bought several low-end housing projects Mark introduced him to, invested in some of Mark's big commercial and condo development ventures, and did the same year in and year out for more than a decade as the market soared. Boy, you picked wisely, Mama had said the first time she came to visit them at their new home on South Battery. She narrowed her eyes and looked up at Mary Lynn. Course, I thought Mark was going to gnash his teeth when he got a gander at the skinny farm boy you had fallen for. Mama, Mark was married by that point. Not that nuptials ever meant much to the Waters clan. She winked, then shook her head. Mary Lynn guessed her mama was thinking of her own.